The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Ooh, South Congress podcast, episode 82. My name is Cameron. And I'm Isaiah. First, mm-hmm. I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, a real milestone week. Yeah. Um, if you follow uh, me on social media, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, you probably saw a post from me celebrating our 50,000th stream. Um, yeah, 50,000 over, and we started this late 2014, so, you know, 10,000 streams a year we're averaging, almost 1,000 a month. I mean, really, it, it took a while for us to, to like, get on, because um, if you look at it, like, those first couple of years, like, 2014, we did, like, a few hundred, and then 2015, we did, like, 800, 2016, like, 800, 2017, uh, around a thousand last year, around fourteen thousand this year, like twenty thousand. So it's really like grown and grown and grown. And it's just a thank you to you guys um, for notice when I got here officially. The stream, genuinely, the, the streams went up. I would love to hate on that. <laughs> I would love to hate on it, but since like we made like South Congress uh, itself like a regular show, um, I personally stepped away from like the weekly episodic thing and it became more about us kind of reconnecting and talking about the world around us like they changed a lot of things and mm-hmm. of course um you know like while this was happening we had uh Ooh. you know rich and trav do the emerald city uh um, hell's that yeah it's like a wizard of Oz show it was cool oh my um God. we had uh you know, I had Milan come in, and we started, and really, the show of me and Milan, like Hawkins Brothers, I think that really kind of birthed what we do here. Like that mm-hmm. was the precursor to this. Yeah. Um, we had, of course, um, Milan, come back, please. Yeah, please. Of course, we had our man Joe Anderson Jr. from the Mahogany Project really jump start everything with "I Just Want to Tell Stories." Um, people really took to the goose down. So, content, 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 and, and it's really caught on. So, again, thank you guys. Fifty thousand streams means a lot. Um, thanks for all the streams, the reviews. Keep telling your friends. Uh, yeah. Support your local podcast, just people you actually know instead of these celebrity people because, you know, you actually know us stuff. We're way cooler and than them. you can actually connect to what we do versus what they do, so. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're the everyman of podcasting. We're just right? like us, guys. No. <laughs> Tell us about your week, sir. It was all right. Um, you know, we, we had a game last night and um, definitely turned gears. I don't know what happened. Um, but hey, I ain't complaining. I ain't, you know, definitely not going to question it. Uh, played uh, Austin Aikens at home last night. We beat them 68 to 14. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, I think on special teams, we got three turnovers, uh, go our way. And then in the actual game on defense, I want to say like they maybe caused like another three turnover, three or four. So we had about six, seven turnovers and just about every single one of those, at least six or seven, we scored points on. So, I mean, it, it definitely helps. Um, outside of that, how was your week? Whew. <laughs> so, like, even though I think we're very, like, open on this show, mm-hmm. um, like, there are things I don't talk about because a lot of times the stuff that's, like, really crazy and wild that happens to me doesn't just involve me. Um, and so, you know, people that are important to me, people I care about, like, you're not going to hear everything about them as far as it relates to me so um basically for the last 
a couple of weeks, like I've been looking to move. Um, I've lived in the same apartment, I don't know, six, seven years. And for reasons, I'm not living there anymore. Um, and so like when I knew I had to move, the big thing for me was like, look, you've been spending way too much money on, on rent. You just have. So if, you know, you want to be able to save some money, if you want to be able to pay off some credit cards, you know, stuff like that, like you need to downsize a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for places um, that were a bit cheaper than what I was paying. Found a place. Um, it's a house um, that I'd be sharing with two other guys, right? Um, found out about it from, from this other guy I know. He'd been living there for a while. Had to leave. Um, went by the house. The house was cool. Um, he told me, like, what the guys did for a living. So I was like, cool, you know, whatever. Um, put in my application. They ran the background check. Found out I didn't kill anybody. Ran the credit. Found out, you know, at least my cash is good. So, uh... <laughs> So like uh yeah, so I got the I got the place, whatever. So I go to the spot and this is when the guy showed me. Like I go to it and the room is of course bare and there's a mattress in there. Oh shit, that's Yo, what, yeah. so like the it's just a mattress on the ground. Uh-huh. And you know, when Faye and I got serious, we sold all my furniture because my furniture is man furniture. <laughs> so like, you <laughs> yeah. know, and this was, you know, 2012, 2013. So we're talking about, you know, mattress with the box spring and, uh, you know, the sectional couch built specifically so you uh, can sit caddy corner to the hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of lean over to and be like, hey, you know, you can get your profile. Um, so, yeah, all that stuff's gone. So, yeah, like, it was me, like, not having furniture. I need more furniture, right? So, we go to the spot, and, like, the mattress is just on the ground. Like, it's not <laughs> no box spring. There's not no uh, not no frame. Like, nothing. Like, the mattress is just on the ground. So, I'm like, all right. Like, I'm not going to, like, say nothing to the guy. I'm just like, okay, cool. So, I was like, we got to get the mattress the fuck out of here. <laughs> so what, what was the year on it? Yo, guys, no, no lie. The year on the mattress was 1979. Holy shit, John Holmes definitely recorded a flick on that shit. Like, even if you keep a mattress in the in pristine condition from 1979, mm-hmm. there's like no way there's not a family living in there. And I don't mean bugs. I mean like a real family. Like niggas have grown up and gone to college and they come home to that mattress. <laughs> like somebody bought the mattress again from their family so their family would have a place to live. Like it's it's like that, right? Wow. So, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan definitely sixty nine on that. Disgusting. But, <laughs> so, but we had to make some moves, right? So, um, you know, I, you and I did some running around like earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like I got the I uh, got an IKEA frame, got a mattress. So like that's all set. So before that, um, I'm going to drop some stuff off at the new spot. And the dude told me, he was like, all right, so it's this guy I know um, who's been there for a while. It's this other guy who just moved in. And the guy who's been there for a while, his girlfriend lives there. All right, cool. You know, whatever. So I pull up to the crib, and she's outside. And, like, she's sitting in her car. And so, like, I don't want to, like, disturb her. Like, 
strange black guy in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> I just kind of walk by, but I like am very demonstrative in like opening the garage and yeah. having my key so she knows. Uh-huh. So I go in there and there are like two dogs in there and they're super sweet. I'm like, hey guys, you guys are gonna love Banner. You guys are cool, right? So I'm all playing with them. Um, so I go to the room. I'm doing some looking around. There's a whiteboard on the uh, right before you get to the garage, mm-hmm. and it has the dollar amount for the renter's insurance, which I already paid. And it has a dollar amount for the the internet. It was like forty dollars. I was like, damn, forty dollars a person. I guess they got some good internet. But you know, whatever. That's yeah. a bet. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to go in there, take about two hours, and put together the IKEA bed frame. So I go over there with my phone, the iPad, and my computer. So I'm like, I'll watch some football while I'm putting it together. Yeah. Or I'll watch a movie while I'm putting it together. You know, Sounds no thing. Good, yeah. It's a good idea. So then, like, she's inside, and I see her. I'm like, yeah, how you doing? My name is Cameron, this and that. So what's the Wi-Fi password? What is it? She looked at me and said, oh, we don't have Wi-Fi. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I freeze up, right? I'm like, oh, all right. Um... And she, you know, I think she knows, like, that she has to say something else. She was like, yeah, we haven't had it for a few months, but we've gotten along fine without it. Bitch, what the fuck they got to do with me? (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, the majority of what we do and what I do from a creative process, I do do at my work office. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm there. You, like you definitely need Wi-Fi. Well, well, or something. before that though, like yeah. I do in my work office. Like I have, um, you know, I get my hour lunch, and even though I typically work eight to five, mm-hmm. my office is open seven to ten most days. Yeah. So anything I need to do, like as far as like editing videos and stuff like that, of course, like a, a college is going to have like the best Wi-Fi. So like you know, I, I do it here. Makes sense, yeah. But when I'm doing like the the raw post show with Wade, mm-hmm. you know, or we need to make sure something gets edited right on a Sunday, or when somebody contracts me to do like a design and stuff, or the Glacier uh, interview is finally uploaded, yeah, or like I want to have the homies over, I want to turn on Apple Music, yeah, you know what I mean, like or like we're having like a party or something, we want to like do that, or you know, we have these hoes, yeah, we have naked movie night, like. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever we want to do something like that, like, we absolutely need, like, access to the internet. Absolutely. So, I immediately called AT&T. <laughs> it was like, yo, all right, y'all got to come out, like, to just tell me how much. I was a crackhead. I was scratching. Just tell me how much. Tell me what you need. What can I do? She just got Spectrum. Just went right and picked that bitch up. Right. You could have had it right now. And, and the thing was, I went with Uverse because that's what I'm, like, I know yeah, AT&T because yeah. I've used it. Okay. So, yeah, we got, we, the internet's coming on Wednesday. Oh, we were go. set. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Nice. Um, but yeah, yo, that was crazy. That's funny as shit. Like, and again, like it's, you know, um, not too far from where I live. Um, you know, small house. Um, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Small house. Um, but got all the key things that I need there. Got the room I need to sleep in. Got the bathroom. Got a really big living room whenever we want to, you know, entertain. These um, Y'all might hear some... some nasty stories on this show going forward. I just want to tell nasty stories <laughs> powered by the no, South Congress no, 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 no. Uh, uh, podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Narrated by Peanut. <laughs> but nah, yeah, that was it was a culture shock, man. I can't imagine people under, and I think they're not even my age. So they're I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine oh, being 30 and under, being like, nah, 
I don't need full access to the internet. Are they in a fucking cult or something? Or I hope so. Because then you get free Nilla wafers. Are they? Are they, are they Amish? Yeah, right? God damn. Um, so, yeah. That's so that's crazy. So, guys, like, I'll give you an update as the show goes on about my living situation. I feel like we might, there might be some shenanigans. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be. Um, like, I bet week one it's going to... I think it's kind of kind of like you said. I, I, I think as time goes on, mm-hmm. I think they're going to kind of be like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, but that's good. You have that little drive-through window in your room. That's nasty. I told you. That's nasty. Yeah, you got at least one person. Go I'm through. never. I'm not, at least I'm, one. We're grown. It don't matter. I don't have to bring anybody through the window. I did one time. It was the funniest shit ever. But then you were like 23. No, this is only like. <laughs> don't say it was like three months ago. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I, I live in the second store. I can't do that. Oh, okay. I'm saying, but like, you know, but this. I mean, it was still like. But no, yeah, we are. Um, one thing we're not doing mm-hmm. is putting up the Kanye poster. Um, Did you take it with you? I have no. I have not taken it with me. Um, Do you plan on taking it with you? I, I think I have to take it with me. Ooh. I but mean, you think about in the dumpster where it belongs. But you know, the reason such I, is life. The reason I bring up the Kanye poster is because Kanye's putting up more bullshit. Is he now? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, Kanye's new album, Jesus is King. Oh shit! That's right. The Sunday service bullshit. Was supposed to come out Friday. Mm-hmm. Def Jam said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Slow down a little bit, Kanye. I don't know if it's the right time for that just yet." Um, what Kanye's camp, specifically Kim, what they're saying is he's taking some more time to to mix and master the album. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually did play it for an audience in Detroit on Friday. Almost all white people. Yeah. yeah um, well, of course, that's his fan base at this point, right and now. And a part of that. Has been his merchandise. Oh my for, god! To to roll out the album. What do you think Kanye's merch looks like? From I think it may look like if you were to give a kindergartner, maybe a GT kindergartner, <laughs> some water paint, and said, "Here, bitch. Here's a canvas. Have fun." Yeah. Um. So. Right now, there are, I think, three items that are a part of the album merch. And mm-hmm. guys, trust me, I'm pretty sure one of these items is going to be the cover for this week, so you can get a feel. But I'm not going to give you a link to this bullshit. <laughs> um, so there's a Jesus is King t-shirt that looks like kind of a, a watercolor drawing of a bald monk, African Jesus, Shaolin monk with... A, a glow behind his head but it doesn't like glow so much as it's like somebody put a biscuit behind his head um that shirt plus the album's digital download Step is living in a way for behind their dollars fifty dollars for a white tee um and you get the digital download of the album there's the black yes there's a black sunday service t-shirt that says sunday service in kind of a gray hue at the chest below that um i believe it's a 50 cent piece um, and I don't mean like a 50 cent song. I mean like a, a, a coin worth two quarters. A 50 cent piece. And below that it says Detroit and then Jesus is King. Um, also a digital download comes with that for $50. Jesus and Christ. there is a crew neck sweater that is, again, that same monk um, with some type of three cornered crown on his head going north, east, and west. Um, it looks like the buttons on the Nintendo 64 controller, but in red. 
and then there's a medallion on the sleeve. Um, the crew neck itself, with no download, is one hundred and forty dollars. Oh my god! Now, maybe it's just me. So I've been off about things before, but it seems like Kanye, with a string of bad ideas, yeah, um, stemming from his, you know, MAGA affiliation Mm -hmm. and his MAGA hats and saying Trump's a good friend of mine, dropping a bullshit ass album called Yay that I haven't heard, but people told me it was bullshit. It seems like his rebrand has been the church with the weird Sunday service things. And now the Jesus is King album and now this bullshit ass merchandise. Um, Again, it seems to me that he's done so much messing up in an effort to get his his audience back to where he had them. It looks like he's trying to lean on religion. What what are your thoughts on what Kanye's been doing? Nah, he's just full of shit on that. I, I just think he's. I think he just. I think he's realizing he fucked up with his original audience, mm-hmm. and he's saying, you know what? I, I I'm not gonna backtrack. I might as well embrace my new audience, and so that's why he's putting out this bullshit. And he's also saying like, hey. If Joel Osteen and all these motherfuckers can speed bullshit and get money, why can't I? Seems like that to me a little bit. And I mean, like, you know, it, like I said, it is what it is. And, you know, that clip that we saw of um, the thing in Detroit pretty much says everything. Of, like, you know, his new fan base. So... I mean, white kids were trying to tell me how I was tripping <laughs> on Twitter. And I'm Are like, you serious? I'm like, he's like, well, he's like, oh, you didn't, uh, he's like, you didn't get all your anger out when uh, you and Jesus came out? Man, you don't suck my dick, little boy. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right, the little fuck boy. Yeah, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> you, he's entitled white people to think they can say whatever they want to me. I don't like this. This is upsetting. That's Kanye's fault. Speaking of white people who don't know when to chill, mm-hmm. are they going to get you, man? Are they going to get Trump out of here? I think he did it on purpose. He's trying to get out of here. Um, so, so he don't go to, go to prison and shit. Trump said he wasn't sweating uh, what was going on with the Ukraine because Russia successfully interfered with the election in 2016. But they interfered on your behalf. So you admitting to people that they... Like, this doesn't even need a deep dive. I don't even want to get into the specifics. Yeah. Because people know. But, like, yo, what? People like to play stupid with it. What is up with your man? I don't know, man. Your your homie's tripping, man. Your ho- your homie's tripping right now. Like, 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 I, like uh, one of our close friends, like he says, and I said it last week, I'll say it again. He's purposely trying to get impeached because if he doesn't, when everything all when everything hits the fan, when his presidency is finally over, whether it's after this term or if by some weird ass reason people decide, you know what, you deserve a second term, you know, for whatever the fucking reason, he knows if you don't get impeached, they're gonna get him for this shit. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty much treason. You man, and you know said, what the punishment for treason is? I know what it should be. No, you know what it is? Death. Yes. Your man said he's the most attacked, ridiculed judge president of all time. They shot that nigga Lincoln at the Dollar Theater. Mm-hmm. That nigga JFK. Uh, His brain matters somewhere still in Dallas. JFK was riding with the top down, mm-hmm. trying to trying to um, fill up. Well, he thought it was Maryland, but, you know, he was on them perks. <laughs> like, yeah, Jackie had to watch her man get shot. Like, uh, 
Who else? Obama. Yeah. You think about what they said about my man Obama. All the time. Even even leading up to the first. Um... I called George Bush a cracker. <laughs> like, where does he get off, dog? I don't understand it. It's entitlement. And what's wild is it's always the motherfuckers who call. It's, it's always the people who bark and bark and bark and attack and attack and attack. Mm-hmm. That when you give them real criticism about themselves, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how that's how it is real life people like, like the ones that, you know, he, he's the kind of person he's he was probably the kind of person as a kid where they'd be playing a game. Mm-hmm. He would be losing at it. And he would change the rules to where it gives him an advantage. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of person. He's the type of motherfucker to be like, you're fat. And you'd be like, well, you're ugly and your mother doesn't love you. And then he runs home. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's pussy. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you know what? We've we've talked about the serious. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a short break. Then let's, let's come back and talk about some sports, okay? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. All right, we are back. Where do you want to start with sports? You want to talk Houston first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so so lay it on us. Tell us a story. So for those of y'all that may or may not know, which I, I was kind of like, what the hell, you know? Um, uh, University of Houston quarterback uh, Der- Derek King um, decide after four games because in the NCAA rule you have you can use up to four games and then decide hey if you want redshirt. As you know, he's a starting quarterback. Uh, he just broke a record by Tim Tebow. Uh, this was like some like fifty touchdowns or something like that. And basically just decided, hey, you know what, fuck it. Um, I'm going to redshirt the rest of the year, and I'm going to try again next year. Which, to me, I was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? And I, I know Kelly Bryant did the same last year, but he also wasn't going to be the starter for Clemson. Like, this is, this is when, uh, uh, what's his ass? Uh, who's the Trevor one Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, already took over. So obviously it didn't really affect him. It's like, okay, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, save the year. That makes sense, but... You know, as a starter, and pretty much the main athlete for that team, to say, "Hey, fuck it, y'all got it." Like I, I thought it was kind of strange, like you know. But I, I guess I kind of see where, where he's coming from. So here's what should be said. Yeah. Right. So Dana Holgerson, mm-hmm. longtime coach of West Virginia, uh-huh. um, you know, put a lot of kids in the NFL, um, came close to a few Big Twelve titles. Um, you know, Dana Holgerson, big time coach, left West Virginia to go to Houston, um, which some might see as a step back. But I think it's a chance to build a program um, and also not have to compete with even though you're competing with the Oklahomas and the Texases uh, for recruits, you're not necessarily competing with them for wins and losses. I think it's a chance to build a program up. Mm-hmm. Um and it's another thing, like, there's no – you don't benefit from tanking in college. However, being a part of a highly heralded coach's first recruiting class, or in this term, second recruiting class, can be beneficial. Um, you're going to look better with more talent around you. Yeah. 
Um, so there are reasons to do it. Like you said, Kelly Bryant did it, but that was in a case of losing a job. Um, Jalen McCleskey from Oklahoma State uh, did it as a receiver. Uh, Nate Greg Myers did it as a receiver. This is both in 2018 uh, to preserve eligibility. So it's happened before. Yeah. Um, even though it's fairly uncommon now, like you said, um, these are people who can transfer um, and maybe get to start. Now, this is what some people are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, even though Baker Mayfield was in like year two of Oklahoma. Yeah. It was Baker Mayfield who was a transfer from Texas Tech. Th- yeah. He was just like walk on. Kyler Murray, uh-huh. who was a transfer from A&M. Mm-hmm. Now Jalen Hurts, who was a grad transfer from Alabama. Yeah. So there are people who are like, damn, is Oklahoma going to do this again with Derrick King? And, and see, and, and you know, and uh, just, just get the record straight, you know, I'm not criticizing it. Like, I was just kind of surprised, like, what? But um, what they're saying is that he wants to return to U of H. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, which is okay, you know. I mean, even if he doesn't want to, that's mm-hmm. his decision. You know, like I said, I just personally just found, like, it was weird. And then um, they were, I was, when I was getting a haircut today, they had the TVs on. And I think they also noted that, like, like about another five starters on that team decided, you know what, fuck it, we're going to redshirt as well. And it's like, damn. Well, I, th- I think in a situation yeah. where your coach is not in a position to lose his job, mm-hmm. you know he's going to be there the next year. Yeah. I see what the benefit might be. Like, I get that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, if, they, if they think they're going to be that good coming up the next year, um, then, yeah, I, I, I can see it. And, again, like, it, it's great that the kids are like, I want to focus on academics because you can't challenge it. You True. can't. True. Because if you challenge it, then you're asserting the idea that they're athletes first. And then it's like, pay them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that the kids are coming out saying that they want to focus on schooling. Whether or not that's true, it's the right I thing to say. I hope it's true. But. So let's um, – wow. Let's stick with football then. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about Baker Mayfield and Antonio Brown? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, guys, I promise. Like, our goal hey, is that's not – his face. Who? Uh, my coworker's uh, boyfriend. I was him right there, number fifty-two. No, our goal is not to talk about Antonio Brown every week. Like I swear, like yeah. we don't even we like we're not Antonio Brown fans. Like we don't have AB jerseys. Mm-hmm. We don't like marvel at the thing. He's even though he's player. very very yeah, good, he's a great we player. Don't, like, he's great at what he does. We don't have conversations about AB outside of AB's antics. Like exactly. we genuinely don't. So this time, and I made a joke last week, and people got mad. Um, it was, I think it was during the show and basically somebody said, um, they said, damn, uh, when Antonio Brown was saying all that stuff about Roethlisberger and Kraft and all that. And they were like, yo, um, Antonio Brown, he got time today. And I was like, unemployed people usually do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like he found the time to get into it with Baker Mayfield. So basically, um, here's exactly what happened. Mayfield posted a picture of himself on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the caption said, just some undersized walk-on. Keep that same energy. Now, I think I've expressed this on about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I do think Baker Mayfield's very talented. I should say that to start. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. You're not an underdog, Baker Mayfield. Like, you're not. 
Not even in high school, he was. A, and here's the thing: what, you started for what Lake Travis, right? Yes. So, the, like the most heralded uh, eleven white kids to ever <laughs> grace a field every year. Yeah. Um. So you started Texas, at Lake Travis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, and I'll, I'll acknowledge this. It's noted that Baker Mayfield's family comes from money and lost a lot of money. Like, that's noted. But this is what I'm going to say. Starting quarterback for Lake Travis, so there are more eyes on you than anybody. Uh-huh. Um, for whatever reason, like, you walk on at Texas Tech. It doesn't work out there. Then you walk on at Oklahoma. Now, a walk-on making a roster, super dope. How many kids are super talented at football and their family doesn't have the resources to walk on to a D1 school twice. Oh, there's a there's a lot of kids. Uh, millions? Yeah. Um, you know, thousands, yeah, and, for sure. And and, and I I'd even say millions because of how long schools have been around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, okay, okay, yeah. But yeah, yeah right yeah, now you. today, hundreds if not thousands of kids. Yeah. Um, so you're not an underdog. You're a talented player um who may be underrated. But yeah, like your family has more resources. Close the door; it's fine. <laughs> your family has more resources than most people, so you're able to do these things other people can't do. Exactly. Like, let's call it what it is, right? Privilege. So, okay. Yeah, you, you have privilege, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. But you should acknowledge it. Yeah, you're it not. Is what you're it not is. Stru- You're not hurting, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he might have had the three-story house out there. Instead of his friends having the four-story house. Someone responded to this picture on Instagram, and they said, win football games. That speaks louder than this AB-ish style post. And Baker Mayfield answered with, you're right. Let me call out my teammates and throw a fit about my helmet, then go freeze my feet off. Number one, hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. Most privileged people, yeah. They're kind of hilarious. Or say funny shit at least. But then AB responds, should have never been drafted before Lamar Jackson. What a big scam. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's lied yet. Nope. Except Baker Mayfield saying he's an underdog. That's the only lie. Yeah. But everybody else is telling the truth. Um, <laughs> and then AB says, you need some attention, little man. Glad I put that stuff. Uh, uh, glad I put that stiff arm in your neck. and pi- Oh, no, 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 no. So that's what he said. Right, um, and then Antonio Brown said to Baker Mayfield, um, he said, "You sorry ass, uh, keep rolling right. You done nothing in this league. The internet, the only place you would ever talk to or about me. You know you would get beat. Uh, you would get beat. Quick slice up you some humble pie." Uh, Antonio Brown's going back to college, guys. Um, but then he deleted that tweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then um, somebody asked. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. All the other money he has, he's fine. Somebody basically said that, uh, what? I, I'm gonna, I hope I can find what exactly what he said because it was so hilarious. Basically, um, AB said, the game needs me. I'm like, test answers. <laughs> <laughs> and so Golden Tate quote tweeted it. And he said, what? <laughs> and Wendell said, definitely don't. And then Fantasy Fred, some random guy who's a fantasy football player, said, he said, Weddle, I fuck with you, bro, but you can't guard A.B. over the top or main. <laughs> you know what Eric Weddle said? What? I don't need to. He isn't on the team. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you respond to that. Like, yeah, I, I, well, I don't have to guard him. He doesn't play him. He doesn't work in my job. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, he, the only person who's told a lie 
is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You should get better at football and shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And quit talking about being an underdog when you were underrated and you needed to work a bit harder. But you also had the access to things that would allow you to work harder. Nothing to knock, but something to acknowledge. Yeah. Right? And uh, at the end of the day, you don't want to smoke with A.B. Also, um, no, because he's crazy. Because um, <laughs> he's nuts. And um, he is, he did file a grievance against the Raiders about lost income. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work out, but if he had just shut the fuck up, he would have been straight. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the last thing we'll talk about is, I think, a bit, a bit of a friendlier note. Um, a bit more brotherhood. So it is NBA Media Week, where all the guys get together and take pictures and smile. And, you know... Talk about how they're brothers and they plan on winning titles and this is bigger than basketball. You know that bullshit. Yeah. So Kevin Durant, even though he was a part of Media Day, is not expected to play at all in the 2019 season. Oh, absolutely. Um, he's rehabbing, yeah. 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 Which is which is cool. Um, you know, I, I looked at some stats a while back about players coming back from an Achilles injury. Um, I think there are two players who have ever posted a better player efficiency rating mm-hmm. after coming back from an Achilles injury. One of them is Rudy Gay. Uh, but the thing about Rudy Gay is he's, you know, a, what, 17 PPG guy, mm-hmm. which isn't a knock, but it's yeah. just like Rudy Gay wasn't scoring 25 a game and then improved on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rudy Gay was a good player who continued to be a good player. Yeah. Um, he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Exactly. But most players do take a... I don't, no pun intended, but do take a step back um, from an Achilles injury. It's just what it is, right? Yeah. So Kyrie's talking to the media um, about Kevin Durant. And here's what he said. He said that Golden State um, actually pushed Kevin Durant um, back from injury faster than he should have been pushed back because um, they wanted to sell a product that came before the person. I, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I do think there were people, even if he wanted to play, mm-hmm. I think that a responsible front office would have told him he couldn't do it. There's no way he should have came back from out. that. Yeah, because yeah. we all thought it was too soon. Um, and here's what he said. Kyrie said a lot of people are responsible for Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles. He said, we all know he wasn't ready to play in that environment. We put him on a national stage to end up selling a product that came before the person. Um, and I think that that's pretty valid. Um, yeah, that's fairly accurate. Yeah, they are apparently very good friends. Um, they've planned on playing together for a while. I think it's dope of Kyrie um, to step up for a friend like that. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is still a crazy person who believes that the uh, the Earth is a paper plate, yeah, and he dates less black women than I am said to. So <laughs> we had to get Kyrie the fuck out of here. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, so apparently, like, I, I think that's dope. I think he's right. Um, you know, you and I grew up on, uh, what's that movie? What's the John Moxon movie? Mox, the football movie in Texas with John Voight as the coach. Uh, and the fat kid. And then they shot oh, it here. Oh, Varsity Blues. Yeah, Varsity Blues. Sorry, sorry, Texas football. I'm sorry the two of us forgot about Varsity Blues. We owe you more, damn it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we grew up with Coach Kilmer uh, giving the black kid a shot when he shouldn't have been playing at all to, to get him to play in high school. Like, so right, we all, yeah. we've all seen people push back before they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, me being a guy really into wrestling, I've seen people try to work through injuries for years and years and years when they should have been sitting down somewhere and never getting time off and what that ultimately did to their life. Um, so, yeah. And it sucks because those guys are pressured into doing that kind of shit. Exactly. Because, because McMahon ain't waiting around. He's going to be like, oh, okay, you're hurt. Yeah, fine, take time off. Next. As plantation owners typically do. Um, which is me talking about Vince McMahon yep. and a bunch of sports team owners. You motherfuckers out there need to stop watching WWE and anything associated with it. That's not true. Yes, it is true. W, I mean, we're, look, at what look what we're watching right now. That's just as evil, if not way more evil in WWE. Yeah, they get a scholarship. It's absolutely child exploitation. And they get a scholarship. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, watch what you want to watch. Just acknowledge the flaws in it, please. Just don't bitch about it, please. No, bitch about it, too. No, um, no don't bitch about it. I think you should always no. call out evil. It's not nah. always your job to fight it, though. And nah, we're not all just, Batman. Just watch it and whatever. Enjoy it and, you know... Bitch about it in the confine of your walls, please. When you do watch it, I hope you get to watch it on the Wi-Fi you paid for. <laughs> Anything else before we get out of here, man? Um, Nothing else. Just, uh, well, a certain somebody owes one of our friends $20. You better pay up because we are going to come for you at some point. No, I'm just kidding. But still, you need to pay up. You need to pay those $20. The like. schedule this week, guys, um, of course, South Congress number 82, right here on Monday, Wednesday. Um, the goose down number 20. Gosh, we're flying through these things. We are. Thursday and Friday mm-hmm. will be the finale of season one of I Just Want to Tell Stories. Um, installation artist, Cindy. If you don't know what an installation artist is, you'll get to know this week. Um, I was fascinated by it. I plan on working some of her art into our next South Congress promos. Like, I'm really excited to do it. So, okay. yeah. And then, like, we're back to two shows a week for a little bit. And then we have uh, Rich and Trav's new podcast uh, about the His Dark Materials show on HBO. So, um, grand opening, grand closing, and another grand opening. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've had fun all summer and fall with the I Just Want to Tell Stories brand. Um, Joe has let me know that he needs me to help with something in like three weeks. So who knows? There we might go. be right back in the saddle with this stuff. Um, and I'm still working on my solo show, so. Like I said, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, guys. No, um, no. Next week, look forward to more stories about me adjusting to my new living space. Um, I'm thinking about really, really dark blinds so that you can't see when I... Uh, South Congress Podcast, episode 82. If you don't use that little drive through window at least once, you've wasted that room. I'm just going to put it out there right now. If you don't when, use it at least one when time. When Popeye's brings back the chicken sandwich. Then, I, okay, in a few months, or a few weeks, okay, then a few weeks then, because they're supposed to come back in October. So in a few weeks, I, we better get a story, get our content. Miles, tell Cam you want this content. Of how he used a little drive-through window, and someone had to use it to get in. Anyone being put into a three-point stance is going to be exclusively on our Patreon. <laughs> there you go. This is South Congress Podcast, episode eighty-two. My name is Cameron, and I'm Isaiah, and we're out. Bye. <laughs> want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.